Today on Lockdown White Sox, it's a mailbag Monday. I answer your pressing questions about your favorite team, the Chicago White Sox. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us there at Locked On Sox. The most important one is our YouTube channel. We just relaunched it. We have three new videos with video. Hey, look at me. Look, if you're on YouTube right now, hey, how are you? I'm waving to you right now. If you're driving and listening to a podcast, this, I mean, I'm still waving. You can wave back if you want. Hi, how are you? If you want to go over and support us on YouTube at Lockdown Socks, that would mean the world to us. We're trying to get up to 50 subscribers by the end of the week. I say we, I mean me. I am trying to get the channel up to 50 subscribers by the end of the week. You've already thought you've subscribed to the Lockdown Socks White Sox YouTube channel. Uh, Tanny and Herb made their own. This is a new one. So you got to go and support the new channel. Today is Monday, February 7th. It is the Monday mailbag. You could participate 312-566-8727. That is the voicemail line. You can call in and have your voice on the show. Or you can write in LockdownSocks at gmail.com. We have some questions about the DH position. I got six players not named Kyle Schwarber, either in the current system, the White Sox system, or uh, possible outside options like free agents. So we'll talk about that. We will talk about good old uh, what if White Sox. We'll talk about a, a guy that was almost a White Sox, that was almost traded the White Sox, that was sent in from Matt from Oaklawn. It's a very uh, big name. I was surprised uh, that he was, you know, and I've never heard the rumor about him possibly becoming a White Sox. So we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, we have other Sean writing in. Sean, S-H-A-W-N. He wrote into LockdownSox at gmail.com. That is the Sean with a Kyle Schwarber monument in his hometown. And other Sean is writing in saying why we should be mad at Rick Hahn. Other Sean starts by saying, good afternoon. Just enjoyed the Friday show. Friday show featured... Janice Scurrio, a White Sox writer. We talked about the 2022 White Sox. You could see that video. You could see that conversation on YouTube. So go check that out if you'd like. But Sean writes in saying he enjoyed Friday's show, but any discussion of Carlos Rodon still upsets him. As you can see from his preseason prediction below, he has Carlos Rodon as the 2021 breakout player for the Chicago White Sox. He's always thought highly of Carlos Rodon. Not to mention, he also hit the win total on the dot in his predictions. But the subject is why we should be mad at Rick Hahn. And the answer is Carlos Rodon's 2021 contract. And Sean is thinking that the White Sox last year, when they non-tendered Carlos Rodon, that the $3 million that he ended up signing for you know, was too low and that the White Sox could have possibly offered a contract with team options for this year. So, you know, you know, hey, Carlos, well, he, he's thinking that Rick Hahn should have been like, hey, Carlos, we're going to offer you one year for $3 million. And if you prove yourself, we'll give you $20 million next year for 2022. And Sean's thinking just so we didn't have to deal with any of this, just so we didn't have to need another lefty in the rotation. He thinks that, you know, people are uh, upset at Tony and that they give a lot of heat to Tony, but that the heat for Rodon is all on Rick Hahn. Thank you for Sean. Uh, thank you, Sean, for writing in. LockdownSocks at gmail.com is how you write in. And Sean, I understand why Carlos Rodon still upsets you. 
I was saying every start, you know, through June or July, uh, every time Carlos Rodon was doing something good, that Jerry needs to start backing up the truck to Carlos's house. It was very impressive to see how he bounced back in 2021. And you're right that, you know, obviously 2020 was going to be a down season for him because he was coming off of Tommy John surgery. I think the biggest thing about that, though, is we didn't really see Carlos Rodon in 2020. Our last fading memory of him was giving up the division in the AL Central in Cleveland. Uh, and, you know, he wasn't hitting 96, 97, 98. And he looked like he was, you know, just not the same guy. Obviously, Ethan Katz comes in, is able to introduce new training regiments into his uh, routine, and he's able to use the velocity belt and he's able to kick up velocity more. He's able to stay straight and narrow. It also looked like he slimmed down a little bit. It just looked like he was more motivated, more energized, looked ready to prove himself. I think that he found a new gear uh, over that 2020 to 2021 offseason. So I don't know if you can really blame Rick Hahn for this because Let's say they sign him to, you know, that $3 million uh, deal for 2021, and then they have the team option for $20 million in, in 2022, but there was no guarantee that 2021 was even going to happen. I mean, he was just to fill out the rotation last year, and he ended up being a Cy Young candidate. Injuries slowed him down near the end of the year, but, I mean, Carlos Rodon having the year that he was going to have, you know, having the year he had in 2021, I think it flabbergasted all Sox fans. I understand you say breakout player of the year. The stuff was always there. He's had always flashes of stuff. And hey, you know, Ethan Katz being able to help Lucas Giolito, obviously helping Max Freed and Jack Flaherty reach the levels they have. San Francisco has great pitching staff as well. And I mean, multiple stories uh, with the White Sox this past year on Ethan Katz being able to rehabilitate guys and be able to raise them to another level. But I mean, Rodon, this is... He never showed this. He never showed this level of production. And the White Sox know the most about this guy. I'm all for resigning Carlos Rodon this year. I'm all for, I mean, I was shocked they didn't even tender him this year. He he could have tendered him for $18.4 million uh, for a one-year deal. His agent, Scott Boris, has said they wanted more money and more years. But still, if they tendered him uh, and they would have gotten a draft pick back if another team did sign him. The White Sox could have you know, had him for 18.4 for one year if he just accepted the contract that happened with Brandon Belt in San Francisco. But they didn't offer that. And that's a question that I have asked a lot of people. I've asked Mike Rankin on this podcast before, like, what is it about Carlos Rodon that the White Sox are just not going after him and making sure that he stays on the team for 2022? And I, I think that they see that breakdown in about, you know, August for Carlos Chardon's arm and him not being able to reach those high velocities and him not being able to go deep into uh, games. I think that was the biggest sign for them. And, and you even saw the back and forth, like Rodon was saying that he was fine and the White Sox were like, no, you're not ready yet. There was a back and forth and a battle for Carlos Rodon to pitch and pitch those games in September. I think you remember the game that he pitched uh, at the cell guaranteed rate uh, against the Reds in September. And he made it, I think, like six plus innings, but his stuff was like 91. And he was just a completely different pitcher. He wasn't getting uh, the, the ton of the strikeouts. He wasn't able to hit those high velocities late in the inning, uh, late, in, late in the later innings. And I just think Rick Hahn and the White Sox in general look at that and they just are worried about his injury health and his, his injury history. And it's not that shocking. And especially with the White Sox being 
frugal and as frugal as they are with with starting pitching money i think that they're really concerned about giving money to a guy that possibly might not be able to give you 20 starts this year so you know we're gonna have to wait and see until the what the lockout brings to us but i don't think that the white Sox want to offer him more than 15 million dollars and you know if he's pitching the way that he did last year i think he's worth it so i think it's just the point where the white Sox don't want to take the gamble per se on his health. It, it, it is disappointing because Carlos obviously wants to be here. Car- Carlos proved himself last year that when he is healthy, he's able to be that elite player that they drafted, but injuries have always let him down. And I just think that the White Sox are too concerned about what his injury history uh, would bring, especially if they uh, lined him up for, you know, big, big money. So thank you, Sean, for the email. You can write in at LockdownSocks at gmail.com. Lockdown White Sox fans and Built Bar fans, I have great news for you. Built Bar has a brand new treat for you. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all are so good. These, these puffs are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the puffs included 100% real chocolate. The puffs are low calorie and high protein. You can go to built.com and you could scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. Again, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. At Built, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Go try these tasty, delicious, healthy bars. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Doesn't it seem impossible to find the parts you need at your local chain auto parts store? You walk in and it's just endless questioning about your make, your model, and the person behind the counter has control of the computer and they're only choosing the brand their warehouse happens to carry. Why not go to rockauto.com? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You'll save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. From Rock Auto, $216. I went into my local chain store and it was $20 for wipers. Two bucks a piece on rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Rock Auto has everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. And there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than on the Locked On NFL podcast. And 
live in LA this week, Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams. They will be giving you the best live and in-person coverage all week here on Super Week, brought to you by Get Upside. Hopefully, when it's you know the White Sox in the World Series in 2022, I'll be flown out. You know, it'll be nice. I'll be getting private jets, the lockdown private jet. You know, it'll be all great. It'll be all smooth. I'll be bringing you live and in-person coverage from the World Series. This is no big deal. 2022 White Sox and won the World Series. It's all great. We all know all this. And by the way that they're going to be doing this is through the DH. We got a voicemail. Our guy, Alex in Bolingbrook, calling in. What's up, Sean? Alex from Bolingbrook calling in again. You have been talking very much about Kyle Schwarber at DH for the White Sox, which is understandable because he's one of the greatest players in baseball right now. But I'm curious who else you'd like to see at the DH position for the White Sox. Personally, I know of a free agent who's on the brink of hitting 700 home runs. I'd love to see Albert Pujols in black and white. Sure, it's kind of an Adam Dunn-like signing, but I'm 100% certain we'll get more production out of Pujols at DH than we ever got out of Dunn. And, God, we've got, we know we need the production. Anyway, I'm curious, what are your top five picks for DH for the White Sox that are not named Kyle Schwarber, whether they be internal options, trades, or free agents? Anyway, I can't wait to hear the show. All the best to you. Cheers. Thank you, Alex, for the call. You can call in 312-566-8727. And now we'll be talking about the top six options for the White Sox at DH in 2022. Been watching a bit of the GSN, the Game Show Network, so I'm in a little bit of a game show mood. And Alex is going to give us our first guest, the guy with 679 career home runs, Albert Pujols. Is he up on the board? Albert Pujols not up on the board. Thank you for playing, Alex. Albert Pujols with 679 career home runs did have a great uh, 85 games uh, with the Dodgers in 2021, but I don't think he can replicate that. Do you guys remember what Manny Ramirez did with the Sox in 2010? He had an okay time. He wasn't great. He wasn't horrible. Then he was horrible with the Rays in 2011. I like the fact that Albert Pujols would be playing a DH position but I don't like him playing baseball in 2022. Honestly, I don't think that he's going to have enough magic to rekindle it, especially over 100 plus games. He got a good 85 from the Dodgers. And I, I just think that, you know, he's really on his last legs here uh, in his MLB career. Very sad to see, but he's also had a phenomenal, phenomenal career. Next guest, uh, we're going to throw up uh, Adam Eaton. Is Adam Eaton on the board? Adam Eaton not on the board. He's coaching now in uh, Los Angeles. We we wish him the best in his career. Also, shout out to Adrian Gonzalez, who retired. I don't know if Adam Eaton technically retired, but I'm pretty sure he's now on the coaching staff uh, for the Angels. So shout out to Adam Eaton for moving on up in the world. All right. We have to be good here. You got six more names up on the board and only one more strike. This is nerve wracking, people. All right. We're going to go up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw up a name. Uh, Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz, the, the, the twin killer. Oh, there we go. Nelson Cruz. Ba-da-ba. Very exciting. Nelson Cruz. I think that he's got a little bit more left in him. He was bad ish in Tampa Bay. He wasn't really good in 2021. Power was down a little bit. Honestly, I think it could be a little bit of an incarnation thing. You know how good he was with the White Sox in 2020. I, I don't know if Nelson Cruz has enough in him to bounce back, but also it's only four people. It was probably Kenny, Rick, Jerry, and and Tony, probably. So those are your four people that voted for Nelson Cruz. I think that maybe there's enough in there, but you know, 
if it was 2019, I'd be all for Nelson Cruz. We know what he did uh, in a Twins uniform against the Sox. It usually left the yard. Uh, next guess. Again, we got one strike and uh, we got five more names up on the board. Uh, uh, Anthony Rizzo. Is Anthony Rizzo on the board? A left-hander. Anthony Rizzo's on the board. Six people said Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's an interesting case. Hasn't played DH a lot. Obviously, being in the National League, you can't play uh, DH, but he was traded over to the Yankees. Never took a bat at DH. So I don't know if Rizzo can actually play DH and his numbers are going down, but left-handed hitter, uh, obviously going to work in guaranteed rate field. You know, left-handed hitters just naturally perform better uh, at, at guaranteed rate. He's got a good eye, but I don't know if his back is fully there, but maybe being in a DH position, not having to be out in the field would keep him healthy. And we know that Rizzo, when he is all clicking, he can be a very powerful bat. Hasn't been that though in probably about three years. So Rizzo's an interesting name. He's still out there, but I think that there's better options for the Sox at DH. We'll go to the next guest. Um, Gavin Sheets. Is Gavin Sheets up on there? Gavin Sheets. Look at that. Gavin Sheets is number four. I think Gavin Sheets is an interesting name. I think he's obviously going to make the 2022 team. He did good in the postseason. He hit the home run in game four uh, that we all remember. We remember nothing else from game four. Uh, But Gavin Sheets, I think, can be a very, again, left-handed bat. He's younger than Rizzo. I think he's got more to prove than Rizzo. I think he's got a longer career ahead of him than Rizzo. So I would like to see Gavin Sheets get more at-bats and reps than I would like to see Anthony Rizzo or Nelson Cruz in a White Sox uniform, but those are, those guys are still options. You know, they could be cheaper, somewhat cheaper options uh, that have proven track records in the MLB that could bring power to the White Sox. We know Gavin Sheets though, very young left-handed hitter can play some first base, can play some right field. I would be fine if the White Sox started off uh, the 2022 with, you know, him being a platoon with, let's say uh, is Andrew Vaughn on the list. Oh, Andrew Vaughn. Ding. There we go. Andrew Vaughn, he's got 20 votes. Uh, I think Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets could possibly just platoon DH. Um, I would throw Eloy up on this list, but he just seems hell-bent on playing left field. I think that's their best option. I think Eloy Jimenez focusing on hitting and hitting alone would help his career a ton, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Vaughn and Sheets, you seeing them uh, uh, in a platoon uh, more likely to happen in 2022 for the Sox. I think those are really the only in-house options that I'd be okay with uh, if, if we're being fully honest. Uh, we got two more names up there. One more guess, uh, one more strike, I guess. Uh, talked about this guy before, Jorge Soler, World Series MVP. Hey, Jorge Soler, World Series MVP. Guy can draw a decent amount of walks. He, I think career high is like 70 plus. Uh, so shout out to Jorge Soler for that. And he can hit bombs 40 plus in a year for the Kansas City Royals. Not good in the field, but he's got a ton of power. Very, very pretty stroke. It's very fun to watch him hit baseball. It's kind of similar to Luis Robert. So shout out to Jorge Soler and, you know, just similar to Robert in the way that's just so raw and so just innate in them. Just so, I mean, the hips are so quick. The hands are so quick with Soler. A lot of fun to see him destroy baseballs. I'd like to see him in pinstripes. That'd be cool. And finally, we got one more name. Oh, we got to win this for the family. We got to win this for the family. Uh, one last guest, uh, Nick Castellanos is Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos is on the board, but up, but up, but up, there you go, Alex. Those are my six names for the White Sox, uh, DH, not named Kyle Schwarber, uh, to take over. I think those are the best options in that order. Nelson Cruz, Anthony Rizzo, platoon of Sheets and Vaughn. The other ones either on the bench 
or playing right field. You know, Engel can be in that rotation for the platoon in right field. I think those probably your most likely option for the Sox in 2022. But if they went out and got Jorge Soler, that is big power being added to that lineup. I'd be very happy with that. And Castellanos, a guy that can hit home runs, a guy that can hit doubles. He is a hitting machine. It's a good, good, good play. Good. I mean, a really good guy to have for the designated hitter spot. But I just overall, I don't think that they're going to spend the money for Castellanos. Soler, I don't think would be that expensive, but I don't think they're going to go with him. I think they need to get a left-handed bat. And that's why I just think they're going to stick with what's in-house, Gavin Sheets. And, you know, ultimately, you know, when there's a left-hander on the mound, they'll just put Andrew Vaughn out there. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be that crazy. That's why I'm standing on the table being like, Kyle Schwarber's the guy, left-handed, can play the outfield a little bit. And he's got postseason experience and he's he's just good. He gets on base, he hits home runs. I think that he can be a guy that hits 50 plus home runs in a White Sox uniform in 2022 if they sign him. Nice little voice crack. We have big news. Bet Online is now the exclusive sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network and of Locked On Sox. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in just a couple of days. Speaking about that big game, you go to betonline.net right now and you can see the odds for Sunday's game. If you like Cincinnati, plus 167 on the money line. If you like the Rams, minus 192 on the money line. I, I, I like Cincinnati. You know, you put 100 down, you possibly get 267 back. It's, it's a nice payday. And I think that Joe Burrow might have it. You know, you look at a quarterback and you, you see a guy that has it. I think Joe Burrow has it. So I don't know if you're looking to spend some money this big game Sunday, betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. They have up to minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today is February 7th, Monday, February 7th, and it is the Monday mailbag. You can call in at 312-566-8727, or you can write in at LockdownSocks at gmail.com. That's where Matt hit us up. Matt from Oaklawn sent me an article titled Socks Pitch for Unit. A tricky task. This is from November 12th, 2004, and this fits into our what if White Sox. Uh, we've been exploring this through the offseason about some potential White Sox. What if, you know, what players could have been Sox? You see all these rumors be th- thrown out like sources say that the White Sox are close to acquiring Michael Conforto or, uh, you know, sources say that the White Sox are interested in Justin Verlander, right? Well, who's the weirdest name that the White Sox have been connected to? And Matt sent in one for Randy Johnson back in 2004. This was reported by the Chicago Tribune. Phil Rogers was the writer on this one. November 12th, 2004, he starts off Phil Rogers by writing, looking to build the best starting rotation possible. The White Sox have inquired about trading for Randy Johnson. Arizona Diamondbacks general manager Joe Garagola Jr. told the Sox Ken Williams during a just concluded round of meetings that Johnson, a.k.a. the big unit, is not available. The idea was that Randy Johnson at the time was unhappy about the downsizing of Arizona's payroll, but uh, Randy Johnson declined trade offers to go to Los Angeles at the July deadline in 2004. 
and that that would be the big hurdle for the Sox to jump over is that no clay trade clause for Randy Johnson. Johnson would later, uh, you know, basically that year, 2005 of January, uh, waive his no clay trade clause to go to the New York Yankees. He was traded for Brad Halsley, Deano Navarra, and Cash. Oh, and one more player, Javi Vasquez. We'll talk about him in just a second. But the big thing about the Sox and the Sox proposal to get Randy Johnson is, you know, Matt sent this in thinking, hey, Randy Johnson wanted to be on a winner. Randy Johnson wanted to play for the team that would get him a ring. Randy Johnson didn't want to go to the White Sox. He's too good for the White Sox. And, you know, that was in 2004. And, you know, the White Sox won in 2005. So Matt's thinking that the White Sox, you know, weren't good enough for good old big unit, Randy Johnson. And I am here to tell you, Matt, that in that article, first off, uh, thank God the White Sox didn't make this deal because the guy that they would have traded was Paul Konerko. The guy, Paul Konerko, the guy hit the grand slam off Chad Paul's. That guy, the guy, you know, they were looking to get rid of him because he was going to be a free agent after 2005. The White Sox ended up extending Paulie after that year, 62 million for five years. But they, you know, probably would have done that just because, you know, they still had Frank Thomas, but Thomas and during that offseason was still dealing with injuries. So Frank Thomas wasn't around. And if they got rid of Paul Knurko, you know what? Ross Glode is our first baseman. Carl Everett's our first baseman. Thank God we didn't get Randy Johnson. Thank God we didn't trade Paul Konerko for a 41-year-old Randy Johnson. Whoo! Thank my, thank, you know, I mean, that's just, we dodged a bullet there. It would have been cool to see Randy Johnson in a White Sox uniform, but Randy Johnson wasn't the elite of the elite at that point. He was still very good. I think he led the majors in 2004 with strikeouts. So now here I am, you know, saying he's not the elite of the elite and yet he he led the league in the majors but that was the last time he led the league uh in strikeouts that year and that was you know the last great year that he had the last time he was he had a, a era under three the last time he had over 250 stri- uh, strikeouts the last time he was over 230 innings so you know, thank god the white Sox didn't get randy johnson in 2005 i don't think they win a world series ring that year but matt thank you for sending that along that was a very interesting read and you know, Javi Vasquez goes to the Yankees in 2005. And then in 2006, here comes Javi Vasquez over to the White Sox uh, in a trade. So it's kind of funny how those are connected. In 2005, December 20, uh, Javier Vasquez was traded to the White Sox for El Duque, Luis Vizcaino, and Chris Young. So, you know, kind of funny how those trades are connected. So, you know, because Randy Johnson wanted out and because he wouldn't decline at his no trade clause uh, to the White Sox, uh, kind of in the, that way, you know, Javi Vasquez becomes. A, uh, a White Sox. So that's a cool connection. And also shout out to Elizabeth uh, Kanopka, Kanopka uh, who in May 22nd, 2004, uh, wrote this for the Chicago Tribune. Shame on Phil Rogers for getting White Sox fans hopes up regarding Randy Johnson in the Tribune in May 20 of 2004. So apparently uh, Phil Rogers was trying to stir the pot on Randy Johnson in May of 2004 and then in November of 2004. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm here to say Thankfully, Phil Rogers was wrong about that one because I don't know if the White Sox win the World Series uh, if they trade away Paul Konerko. So shout out to Paul Konerko. He's a legend. Thank you, Matt, for writing in. You want to participate in our Monday mailbag? Call in 312-566-8727 or you could write in at LockdownSox at gmail.com. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Next on Wednesday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to try to talk to Mike Rankin about some future Sox prospect rankings. 
Fingers crossed, Mike's a busy guy, so we'll try to get him on the podcast on Wednesday. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening to Locked on White Sox. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Oh, 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 oh,